Love Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. WTP, the KDOC, the all-wise and all-knowing master of the airwaves himself, William T. Powell, Jr. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This episode of Inside Acting is brought to you by DC Actors Examiner, where you'll find all of my articles out there about the acting business. Tonight's guest will be actress Deanna Dane and actress, producer, Sheila Cutslow. And they're going to come on and they're going to talk about their book, The Mid-Atlantic Talent Guide. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, let's hear a special announcement. An announcement from me to you. Now, you've known me as the king of DC media, the host of the Inside Acting Radio Show. This show reaches and inspires thousands of actors, writers, directors, and producers worldwide. Just look at the guests we've had on the show the last two and a half years. We've had Eric Braden from The Young and the Restless. We've had Penny Johnson Gerald from the TV show Castle. We've had Stu Lawrence Riley from The Shield and Gianni Russo from The Godfather and many, many others. Uh, as you can imagine, producing a show like Inside Acting takes a lot of time and energy. Questions must be written, research done, marketing completed before each episode airs, and they're also financial and bandwidth costs. How can you help out? Well, it's easy. You can help us out with a donation. A donation of $1. $1 will help pay hosting fees. $1 will help pay marketing costs. $1 will help defray the cost of bandwidth. If you want to send a donation, you can do that via PayPal at william.4007 at hotmail.com. Absolutely, absolutely. Also, let me mention that the July 3rd show will be revolutionary. I'm going to have a special Independence Day show on July 3rd at 10 p.m., we're going to have on some of the actors from AMC's turn and Ben Franklin himself. Well, sort of Ben Franklin. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about our guest tonight. Sheila Cutchlow is a proud native of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and Sheila is, oh, she's an eclectic mix of the rural and urban world. I mean, her list of credits comprise of principal roles in feature films, episodic television shows, national commercials, and food shows, including projects such as The Wire, One Tree Hill, and Step Up. 
She's also the co-owner of Skyrocket Productions. And she has actually cast two feature films. As I mentioned earlier, she's a published author, and her latest book is The Mid-Atlantic Talent Guide, and that was released uh, right this month on June 2014. Uh, she's also completed a pilot script for episodic television. One thing that's interesting about Sheila, she's a classically trained chef who hosted the Real Women of Philadelphia Food Show. So we're going to definitely be touching on that tonight because I love food. So let's talk about uh, Dionne Aldane. She's been on the show before. She's an emerging artist who has, uh, she began her career in the D.C. metro area. And she's got a B.A. in English, a Master's of Public Administration from the Maxwell School in Syracuse University. And after realizing that she had a drive and talent and artistic inclination, she set her sights on acting. And she's been performing since the age of two. Yes, indeed. And she has some good news to share with us tonight. She got uh, cast on a very, very popular show on Netflix, so we're going to touch on that. So let me see if I can go ahead and bring them on in, and we'll go from there. Good evening, ladies. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is a real treat. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what we're all about here, all about having fun and uh, entertaining the guests out there and all the listeners. So now, Sheila, uh, talk about how the Mid-Atlantic Career Guide came about. Well, you know what? It, it actually came up about um, through my friendship and relationship with Dion. Um, we were both actors in the Mid-Atlantic region, and we were working the most. I mean, there's a, it's, there's a huge theater scene in Washington, D.C. Um, Dion and I, though, were doing a lot of film and television and able to actually sustain ourselves full-time on our acting career. Because of that, we kept getting questions as to how we were doing that, and we kept giving answers and giving advice and, you know, just basically hooking people up with little shortcuts that had taken us quite some time to figure out. And then we realized that people kept asking. So um, so Dion was like, you know what? We need to sell this. <laughs> so, that's yeah, Dion, so... I know uh, for years you've always been uh, famous for for hooking people up and giving people career advice. So in putting this book together, uh, was this a 50-50 collaboration or did one have one contribution that was particular uh, compared to the other? (laughs) Early, ass-kicking. It was always balanced. Maybe not always 50-50, but always balanced where – (laughs) <laughs> sometimes we're both going at it. Sometimes mm-hmm. one of us isn't while what the other is, you know, and we'll do the, what the hell, what's going on? This needs to get finished. Um, and it's been many years. Um, just because there's been so much information, we continuously work and, and book work. So it's just been a labor of love and hard work. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You know what, William? Yeah, if, if I can chime in, too, that, that was one of the, the new things, I think, that as we go along now and we get this book out to people and people start to ask us this, you know, building our career and putting all that stuff in a book was hard enough. 
but just codifying mm-hmm. and getting it in there. So, um, you know, you, re- you rely on someone that has as much drive, right? But we don't have the same schedules. So it was, yeah. it really was, a, here's the baton, okay, here's the baton back. And so it was, it was a really amazing, unique experience. But it did, it did kick some butt. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell totally this question. It. totally worth yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let me throw this question out here. So I'm a young actor in uh, the DMV area, and I pick up your book, and I want to make a living making commercials in New York City. How can your book help me? Well, do you, do you want to take it? Uh, yes, please, since I started talking, right? Um, well, our book, as it, per- it pertains to the Mid-Atlantic and the Southeast region, and so both of us have booked regional and national commercials out of that region so, and amassed a body of work. So you want to book New York commercials. The book doesn't list New York agents, but it does list agents and casting directors in the Mid-Atlantic and Southeast who, will, who are casting big-budget spots, whether it's Walmart or Subway or um, MCI was one you did, Sheila. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, you know, print, major print jobs, Bank of America, Verizon, BlackBerry. And so what it helps a young actor do is, is basically get their, you know, cut their teeth. But not only cut their teeth, but book major quality work that a lot of sometimes our counterparts in the, the bigger markets aren't even able to get seen for or book. And so you get three, five, ten of those jobs on your resume and or your reel and when you transition to a New York or an L.A. market, you are now seen as someone who's booked commercial and commercials and have had and have uh, a reel to prove that, you know, and we are both testament to that. So I'm at a point now where, you know, I'm exploring the L.A. market and I'm being able to be pitched to commercial agents because I have a body of work that didn't come out of New York, that came out of the Mid-Atlantic. Yeah. So that's my yeah. answer. Sheila? You know what, I would say the same thing, because one of the things that people see is they see our results, they don't see the hard work. And so the, the big starry-eyed dreams of, I want to, I wanna, you know, work in New York, it's like, well, first, work here. There's so mm-hmm. much work in the Mid-Atlantic region. You can, I mean, and so that's what we do tell people. It's like, slow your roll, tighten up your game, sharpen up your tools, right? Your, your basically your, your body, your, your voice, everything, then go to New York. These overnight sensation dreams um, and those, those stories that you hear every so often that makes people believe that they're going to be discovered at CVS, right, it happens once in a million years. Really what happens is it takes about 10 years to be an overnight sensation, period. Yeah. You know, and some of the stuff that we've done isn't the sexy stuff. It's the training films. It's driving to Newport News. It's working in Richmond. It's, you know, schlepping to Pittsburgh. And, you know, so all of that is not New York, but it pays well. It gets you national attention, and that's why we're established on both coasts. Yeah. You have to establish an infrastructure and a foundation. So you mentioned New York, Mm -hmm. Newport News, Virginia, and Richmond. Uh, John, talk a little bit about it down there. I mean, is it History Channel? Is it Discovery? I mean, what's going on down there in Virginia? Okay, Sheila, can I me? take that one? Yeah. All right. Yes, uh, you can. Well, I can tell you. 
Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's history-related things. But, for instance, there are major hospitals, especially hospitals, that need um, training films for doctors or instructional videos for patients. Um, I was over all, I'm sorry, I was on a bunch of billboards down there for one major medical hospital that did cardiovascular stuff. And every year that they decided to re-age that billboard, I got paid again. So that's just one of the things. But there's also, um, gosh, what else? Um, well, I was going to say, most of my work was medical down there. So, in training films. Oh. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, in addition to what Sheila just mentioned, you have the major casting director for all of the Walmart spots and the production company that does the internal Walmart commercials, um, as well as some of the national commercials. You have um, Arvold Casting that does major casting down there. You have Model Logic that's a feeder agency for Wilhelmina. And um, so they're booking Marshall projects. Marsha Wolf, uh, yes, yeah, Sylvia Hudson talent. You know, you have the Finn Cannons. You have uh, a bunch of people in North Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama. I mean, the list goes on and on. Anything you can do, because a lot of times, a lot of these big-budget movies like Iron Man filmed in North Carolina. So guess what happens to the actors in North Carolina that are local? They get hired. They get jobs. So it's it's from, it runs the gamut from A to Z as far as from training films to print to internal company videos, whether it's a company, whether it's Philip Morris, Alcoa, the, the sky's the limit. And then, of course, there's the promotional company part of the book, of the guide, that covers the entire United States. So if you want to work every day when you're not on set, you can do promo work and marketing work as well. But, yes, there is a ton of work in the southeast in southern VA, you know, area, tight water, going all the way down the coast. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much out there. I mean, it, uh, you can really keep busy. You, you kind of put me in mind, Dion, of uh, the guy, local guy, Brian Dragonuck, and he was basically saying that you could make a living on the East Coast, but the thing is you got to get in that car. You know, when they yes, call, you got to get – or Aaron Marcus is another guy. He's been on the show. He talks about that as, as well. He'll go to a model and go see up in New York, uh, New York City, and sometimes he'll, he'll know he's not going to book the job, but he'll go up there. Anyway, like you said, you kind of establish a track record, and you kind of – it's one of those marketing things where they see you like four or five times, and then that's how you you kind of get – get known among the, the casting directors out there and the agencies right. and you get that, that infrastructure. Right. Um, yeah, I've got a story about that. I, you know, was traveling maybe to <clears throat> New York three times a week. And there was one girl, she and I were always in the same room, always. And as soon as I would walk in, and she was, and it happened to be like, you know, you, you go through periods sometimes when you're hot. I mean, you can't, I mean, you have the Midas touch, you book everything you touch, that sort of thing. And I swear, every time I walked into that room, she was the hot one, I was not. And she had mm. just beat me out for a role on the wire. Now, we became friends, right? But it, it was one of those <laughs> things where I was going up to New York and I was like, oh, my God, if Melanie is in the room, I'm not going to get it. But, you know, you don't really think like that. And you always have to think it's like, uh, yeah, game face, game face. But you still have to show up. You still have to play to win, Right. And, yep. and you still have to yeah, you still have to stay in beast mode because again <laughs> beast sometimes mode. you're hot, sometimes you're not. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a, 
You're a beast mode. That's it. I'm just beast. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah game uh, face. Seattle, Seattle Seahawks, anyone? <laughs> exactly. Um, wow. I, I mean, okay. Beast mode. Beast mode. Dion, De- yeah. have you experienced that before where you kind of, it's you and your rival? It's like somebody, somebody's like, you go, you go in, the, in the casting, in the green room there, and there's always like that rival. Have you experienced that? Um, possibly, I guess so. I, I think maybe sometimes I'm, I'm the rival. <laughs> right. Um, but at the oh, same time, okay. the, 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 way, the, way, <laughs> the way I approach this is, you know, I, my, my, I, 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 there, yes, there are people who, you know, there's always going to be the, 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 the two or three actresses that look very similar, whether it's a little older, a little younger. I just always am of the mindset that there is no competition but myself, and I am my own worst enemy. And I just, when I, and I'm like Sheila, I did the three times a week hump to New York. You know, I, eight hours on the 95 turnpike is no joke. And then getting off of a bus after four hours and still being in beast mode and having game face and going in there to kick butt. Um, and I think it's about believing that I'm going to book the job. Like, I'm not going to get on a bus at 4 a.m. in the morning or 3 a.m. in the morning to get to New York to not think that I'm not going to book the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, I, what you seek is also seeking you. So if you're on the path to an audition or, or whatever and you want a job, believe you me, the, the job wants you to book it. So I, I, I am a firm believer of going after what you want and believing that you're going to get it and you're going to win. You know, otherwise it's like it's futile. It's like I'm going to send out this headshot, but I don't really think I'm going to get the job. No, absolutely. There's a 50-50 chance that I will book this job, and I want to believe the 50% chance that I'm going to book it. That's just the way I operate, you know. Uh, so it, it's possible. It's all possible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's the way to look at it. Yeah, Sheila, what's, what's your mindset when you go in there? Oh, absolutely. I play to win. You know, I, I love this process of acting. Mm-hmm. I actually like auditioning. I like it. And I like the process that, that gets me up in the morning. And, and really, I'm not a real social person prior to my auditions. I, I'm not talking on the phone. I'm not chit-chatting. As soon as I go into the room waiting, you know, reading my sides, I'm not talking to people. I am ready to go to lay it down and leave a lasting impression, okay? Change the energy in the room and get the job. So, so it's really important that I continue to feed my brain and my, my emotion and my body, like really positive things, you know? So I'm, I'm very careful about the people that I um, hang around, the company that I keep. Uh, I'm careful about what I eat. I'm careful about what I read, you know, like that sort of thing. Because uh, you do, you do have to know that there are a whole bunch of people that want it just as bad at you, bad as you. But I happen to know that no one's worked as hard as me. Now, if I still don't get the job, I don't get the job. But I know that I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, and, and and a lot of being an actor is auditioning. I mean, that's that's the thing, auditioning, auditioning, and auditioning yeah, for more. Yeah, I mean, it's lovely. It's lovely when you've established yourself. And you've got people that you've worked with that know your work and you don't have to audition anymore. I'm at that point with a couple of different clients. But for the most part, you know, you get called back in. Um, and I think Dion's got a great story about getting called back in again. And again. Do tell. Do <laughs> tell. 
Oh, uh, I think I have a couple <laughs> stories like that. Oh my gosh! Oh, just <laughs> well, just do well, it's, it's part it's part of it. But go go, girl, go. Um, okay, for example, I recently booked a major show on New Media, and so to to the consuming public, it it may appear as though it's like, oh wow, great job, and it and it is, and it's a great accomplishment. But what? what everyone doesn't know or, you know, those that are not close to me, like in my inner circle, that I auditioned for the show over the last 14 months. It was my sixth audition. Um, it was my second taped audition and the second agent to submit me. So it was a process. And, you know, it could have been, and, and I kept showing up. They kept calling me to audition and I kept showing up, like literally, kept showing up. One time I was scheduled to for a job interview in Arlington and I got the call the night before the job interview. I did not go to that job interview and I went to the audition and my dad thought it was crazy. But I'm like, why would I go to a job interview when there's a hit show that's going to audition me for the potential right. of a recurring role possibly? Like, that's crazy town, dad. You know? So I can make this much a year or this much a week. So, you know, I'll take that chance. Um, and that's Orange is the New Black. So last two weeks ago, I was in Los Angeles, and I got the call to audition, and I submitted a tape, and the tape, you know, sent it to my agent, and my agent submitted it to uh, the casting director of the show. And I literally to- totally forgot about it. I was like, okay, I got to get back to New York. I had to go to D.C. for auditions, et cetera, et cetera. And I booked it. Woo-woo. I booked it. Congratulations. Yeah, booked it Congratulations. Thank Woo-woo. you. Thank you. I so think, I booked the I first think you, episode of season three. Yep, y'all read my mind because that was my, I was going to segue right into that. That was my very next question. So are you at liberty to say who do you play on Orange is the New Black? No, of course not. Of course not. Oh. Like, that, like that. You must want me to get the letter from the lawyers. Oh, hell no. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord. I was so, I was so nervous because my agent Facebooked the booking, and I was like, oh, my God, okay, because I wasn't going to say anything about it. And so until he Facebooked it, then I was like, okay, I kind of have to say something, but I'm still very careful about what I say, what I tweeted, you know, I, I tweeted, I, I, I social media, a, a photo of myself sitting in the chair that said, Orange is the New Black, you know, yeah, I saw it. Uh, I, and that's all I said, I just, I can, I, I, I neither confirm nor deny any questions asked, because I do not <laughs> right, want to upset anybody, yeah, but it's, you know, I love the show, I'm a huge fan of the show, it has an amazing It's a great show. Time. Character-driven piece, very, very strong character. Very nice, yeah. Great, yeah, great roles for women, great writing, all of that. So I'm, I'm very honored and, and excited, and, you know, I keep going. I'm on to the next yeah. one, you know. Yeah, and, so. and, 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 you know, Dion, that's the thing is it's persistence. Because you, you look at big successes and you see it comes to that fork in the road. Do I go to the, the job interview or do I right. take that right. leap? And go right. so in I, the direction in that, I, yeah. that, that I have imagined. Exactly. So uh, do I stand in my vision or, you know, do I want to be right and go get a job? No. My vision is acting and what I want for my acting career. So that was the choice I made. Yeah. Yeah, you got to make those strong choices in, in yeah. acting and in life. So, Sheila, yes. talk about your pilot script. Okay, well... Talk about strong choices. Um, I I am definitely a writer at heart. 
but it takes time for that muse to visit. And one of the, again, you know, being friends with Dion, we have to talk about this one thing. We have a very competitive um, uh, career, right? In, in mm-hmm. our career, there's only, people think there's only a few roles. There's really an abundance of roles. And Dion and I became friends because, look, we see each other in the same room, auditioning sometimes for the same role. I wanted it. I knew she wanted it. We both went for it as hard as we could, and what we agreed on was this. If I don't get it, then I want you to get it because I love you, right? That being said, we also started to drive each other and really push each other and just keep each other on point and keep each other held up. So with the pilot script, it's this. It's, it's just a continuation of what we're doing, and it's creating the vehicles to get us there. Um, that's like the skyrocket thing. It, it was created as a vehicle to produce my own work. Uh, the pilot that I'm writing, and actually I'm shopping it right now, um, is a food-oriented show because I, I have a strong food background. So it's a scripted piece that sort of looks like a reality piece, and, and it's funny. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. And as it turns out, there's a lot of now new chef shows that are, that are coming to bear. There's a new TV show called... Um, Oh God! You know, I just had it. It's on um, on ABC Family. No, I'll figure it out. But um, but then there's also a, a feature film called Chef. So okay, uh, the time is right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was uh, uh, what was the got a got a direct Favreau. I think did that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I just I wrote a pilot. I wrote a, I wrote a, I wrote a pilot. It's funny. It's hot. I'm proud of it. And um, and you know what? It's such that I'd like to sell it and get it on the air. And if I – and, again, I wrote a piece in for myself, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. I mean, that's really that's really the vehicle piece. Um, and then we'll just see what happens, you know? Absolutely. So then that kind of segues yeah. into uh, Real Women of Philadelphia. How did that come about? Wow. Okay, very short, very quick. I love this story. Right. Yeah, really, really fast with this. It's, it's um, I, to supplement my income at one particular point in time, I took a job, a regular job. And Dion and I have done this throughout our careers. Sometimes money gets a little tight, you take a job, you show up resources, you get back on the road, and you start acting again. During one of those, those lulls in my acting career, I went home. And I just centered myself, and I wrote down what I wanted. I was like, it's time to get back on camera, right? And I wanted to cook. And I don't know why I said I wanted to cook, because I've never done anything formal for cooking, but I can cook. And about three days after I wrote down my list and I prayed on it and I sent my good energy to it, a friend of mine notified me about this national cooking competition, and he was like, you've got to enter it. And I'm telling you right now, I haven't had this the feeling in, a, in, in, well, not very long, not very many times, but when I opened that email, I knew I was going to win the contest. Like, I've gone to auditions <laughs> before, and I, you know, I've gone to auditions, and I felt like, oh, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, and I don't get it. And then sometimes I do get it, right? But this, I knew I was going to win, and I won. And it, it's, it's not as simple as that. There's obviously a process that happened, but I did win the contest. 
and it was awesome. That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Amazing energy, so, amazing energy. So, yeah, uh, and so now, so now I'm incorporating a major passion into my performance piece, and I can act, and I can, I can make other people's words come to life, or I can do food shows and use my own voice. But I now have increased my marketability because I've got a broader base. So that would be the, the overall. If you're going to take a nugget, take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to segue into, Dion, there's somebody out there called Mrs. Tremaine. Mrs. Tremaine, who is she? Uh, she was a character on Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> She's a church lady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, so then, let's talk about that whole process of uh, of booking that particular job. Uh, that was a process of maybe all of the seasons of Boardwalk. I know. I remember in the first season. I was pitched um, by an agent that I was working with at, during that time, and then I would get submitted, um, and I would audition, but you know, wouldn't book anything. And then I went in for this particular role, and you know, they give you fake sides to keep the privacy of the show and all of that because some right. stuff gets leaked. And I auditioned for it, and 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 then booked it. And I think they had mentioned it that it would be, you know, possible recurring, and so it ended up being two episodes. Again, one of those prolific shows that, you know, that gets watched by a large audience, and just, you know, it's great work. It's, it's a period piece, and, um, again, just really honored and really excited about it and getting to work with, you know, someone alongside someone like Jeffrey Wright and Franklin Ojeda Smith and um, Margot Bingham and, you know, Eric Leray Harvey, just being amongst my peers in, in that sense and, and being on set with somebody like Mr. Wright, is, it's, like a, it's like I get paid and I get a master class. You know, that's it's amazing. So just, you know, really, again, really honored and really humbled, but at the same time um, knowing that I've put in that work, I've put in that time that, that Sheila talks about where, you know, you kind of have a feeling of like, you know, I'm going to book something. And, 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 and Sheila's right, like making that list and knowing what I want as an actor is very important because it's like, you know, the saying was if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And it may not fully apply here, but if you don't know what you're going for in your career, whether it's TV, film, or whatever, you'll just be running around like a chicken with their head cut off. And it's like you have to focus and ask for what you want. Because, again, I will repeat this, what you seek is also seeking you. Yeah, that's the second um, time, uh, yeah, that you put that out there. And that, that, that kind of segues into what are some ways that actors can be savvy about the business side of show business? Oh, Sheila, you want to take this one or can I... Uh, well, yeah, let me just okay. start by saying that obviously they can they can buy our book. Okay, Dion, go, girl. <laughs> well, okay. it was basically, well, there's a couple things, but one of the yeah. things that I mean, I don't know if I could talk about your lactate booking. Yeah, so, go ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> okay. Sheila used her savvy via LinkedIn, and, you know, she's on cooking, you know, groups for, you know, there are different groups within LinkedIn, and you'll get emails, I guess, about different things, and found out about, I think, a commercial. Or was it Craigslist? It was Craigslist for the last day, but it was LinkedIn for the food show. Yeah. Right. So she's, she's currently in a national lactate spot. Okay. That I got off of Craigslist. Because yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because one, so. of the, one of the things that we do, like when we're not working, we're looking for a job. We're basically yep. always looking and always grinding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, you got to keep the grind going. Got to keep the grind going, so, folks. Yeah. So then, yeah, yeah. So don't yeah, just stick so, to the normal channels, you know. So but, yeah. Now, now, Dion, yeah. Dion, do yes. you think too, when you go to those workshops, do you think work gets booked out of the workshops and those showcases? Yes, absolutely yes. And I know a lot of people are up in arms about play to play, but if I'm going to get an opportunity for this person to see me and get comfortable with me, and I can afford to, I'm absolutely going to do that. You know, Agreed. versus sending a piece of paper in the mail and going, just look at my, my credits and assume that I'm amazing. No. People work with people that they're comfortable with. That's all. That's what it is. Right. It's like dating. Anywhere? You have to be comfortable. Yeah, face to face. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but, you know, be savvy. Think outside the box. Use social media. Use Facebook, Craigslist, LinkedIn, all of those different channels, you know, and, and – well, think about how you can be of service versus take, take, take. What can someone do for me? You know, and uh, you network, but network in a way where you're not being a leech. A leech is the word, a leech, or, you know, being, be a productive, con- contributing member. And there's all, things are always going to come back to you. What you put out will come back to you. Absolutely, Agreed. absolutely. So, Sheila, I'm going to throw this question at you. So, talk, listen to Dion. I know she has a very giving and generous spirit, and see, this is the thing, mm-hmm. you don't, it, don't be a leech, and the whole thing is Sheila. So what's your approach to dealing with energy vampires? It seems like there's a lot of energy and resource vampires, you know, that's, that there kind are. of can okay. drag you down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, you have to understand that energy is an ever-present mm-hmm. supply, okay? And once you know that there's always going to be energy, you won't allow yourself to be dragged down. However, there are some negative people that you just don't want to be around, right? Um, yeah. One of the, again, one of the, one of the things that I want to point out, and I think this is one of the messages that Dion and I try to tell actors who come, who cross our paths, is that the more you give, the more you get. Absolutely. So, so I, I, I do understand those people that operate in that mindset where, oh, there's only one role. Oh, I, you know, and and, but I always tell people, listen, if it's for you, right, then nothing can stand in your way. That, doesn't, that shouldn't stop you from sharing that there is an audition coming down to all the other people that you know that might be interested, all right? It just kicks your game up. And so with, with energy vampires, I just try to limit contact in the event that they are not actually going to ever listen to the fact that I'm saying there's so much out there. Actually, it's a very abundant world. 
stop of worrying. Me. Yeah, because I'm, I, I don't have a lot of patience for people who really don't really want to grow, but they want to use somebody like me as an audience. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I don't take this kind of whining from my daughter, so I can't take it from you. You're grown. Come on. So that's it. We, we have a tough love kind of approach, right? It might hurt sometimes, Absolutely. but... Yeah, we, we're, we're kind of, we don't coddle. <laughs> no, I don't. And I've been called out by friends because I've given them tough love where they've wanted something else. And I'm just like, look, I'm going to be the person in your circle that keeps you grounded, you know. Right. And it may not be always what you want to hear at the moment, but it's what you need to hear. Um, and, yeah, there are people who, I mean, and I get it every day. I get it every day. I can show you text messages, Facebook messages. I get it all the time, and it's knowing how to navigate that energy. Um, I recently started a, a YouTube b- blog where I just I answer questions because I get asked the same questions all the time. And, you know, though very much of my giving nature, I'm like, you know, let me just do these short videos where everyone has access to the information. Because the information is out there. People are just lazy. Actors are lazy to go look for it. Right. And it's like, you don't, I'm not the keeper of the information. I just know how to go and get it. I'm not afraid to get up off my ass and do so, you know? And, and like Sheila said, people do want to be coddled and they want to whine and they want to, you know, itch and complain. <laughs> and I'm just, no, I'm not going to take that. So, Yeah, William, one of, the, yeah. one of the reasons, again, to circle back to the first question, one of the reasons that we wrote the book was because we noticed that, again, people would come and ask us a question, who booked that? Um, who's the casting director? Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you go? And we would tell them. And then sure enough, three months later, they would ask the same question, and it would be the same answers. And it was, it was like this. It's like they weren't even bothering because they knew they could, they could count on us to tell them. They weren't even bothering right. to write it down or retain it. And so that's when we decided, you know what, let's write it down. Let's give them all of our secrets. You know, it's not really a secret. It's, it's, it's information that's there. It's but public information. Let's give them, yeah, let's give them our secrets. Let's give them our shortcuts. Let's, let's share with them the mistakes we made, right, like the scams and all the stuff that we kind of got sucked into so they don't do it. And they can have something they can actually touch. It's tangible. And, and they don't have to keep coming back. Right. We even gave them our process. It's like, this is what you do. <laughs> this is, it's easy, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that, that reminds me of uh, there's, a, there's a creature out there. They call him the, the, the ask hole. You, uh, you ask your question and you tell him what to do and then follow your advice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, by the by the way, with this, you know, like we're not coddlers and we do tough love. One of the the things that we've definitely done with each other is tough love. There have been yeah. several times when, you know, because you can get listen. It, it's awesome to like right now. Dion and I are in really good space, right? We're working. Yeah. We're hot. People are calling us. We got hot agents. Everything's good, right? But during those yeah. times, and it will happen that the phone isn't ringing or you, you think you just blew an audition, whatever, right? The other yeah. person will say, stop it, <laughs> right, you know, or <laughs> you're using that as a crutch. Get off your ass. And it's, it's so fabulous to have somebody believe in you 
when you're not believing in yourself. But this is a person who I've shown and she's shown me, I'm not going to waste her good energy and she won't waste mine. You know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So this, this, absolutely. This, this life is fun while you're hot. You know, but, but then it's like, okay, get to the gym, get to this, do that, you know. Don't get the don't get the cake. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. No, okay, uh, so Dion, I'm gonna ask you a the most profound question that comes up over and over again with people I talk to here in the D C area. You have a show like for example, I, I know you've been on House of Cards and a lot of us out here have been on the show or or Veep or something like that. And the complaint among the D M V actors is uh it seems like they don't get the same, uh, not disrespect, but the same pay as the quote-unquote Hollywood actors. And what, why do you think that is? Is it cliquishness? Is it perception? I mean, they, what is that? They don't get the same what? I guess they, like they get the same pay? Same pay. The the same, same pay and, and then also the same, you know, the same role, some some. More prominent roles seem like the, the people complain. It's, oh, it's like it's just uh, it's an insignificant role. It's not day players. It's not all it's packed up to be. Yeah. Well, here's here's the deal. It costs a lot of money to do a major production. A lot. Okay. Yeah. For instance, I this this commercial that I just shot was a 30 second commercial, but it was a 13 hour shoot, a 35 man crew, base camp. I had a driver. I had wardrobe. The whole deal. Right. Well, the same thing with an episodic television show or a feature film. It's so expensive to, and again, L.A. is really where it's at. 90% right. of the work that we do, 90% of the people who are involved in the work that we do live here, work here, eat here, sleep here. It's ca- all the major roles are cast here. They're going to invest their major, major dollars in the big-name actors that are going to draw other viewers because there's a track record. When they oh, come to okay. Baltimore, right, when they come to Baltimore or when they come to Washington, D.C., like the yeah. House of Cards, they're hiring now people that they don't have to pay so much for and people that can work as local hires. Gotcha. And usually the people who get the first look are the people who have strong resumes, who have proven right. time and time again that they can show up and they can do the work. And so right. you, start, you start somewhere. Now, sometimes you will land a huge major role right off the bat. More often than not, you work your way up the ranks, just like you would in any other corporate environment. And L.A. is different in that because it is more competitive, the pay is slightly higher here, but it's just a different market. It's also way more expensive to live here, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think it just comes all down to economics, really. Right. It's it's what you charge what the market will bear. And you also know if I shoot a job in, um, geez, Albuquerque, like Breaking Bad, for instance, right, which I wish right. I'd gotten on. It's my one regret, okay? But, again, <laughs> Al- Albuquerque actors are going to be a little bit, they're going to be a little bit less. But the thing is there still is scale. So the union dictates that they, an actor has to be paid, if, you're, if it's a union shoot, they have to be paid at least this amount. 
non-union is kind of a free-for-all. And that's when you have to really fight for your rights, but you can't really fight for your rights until people know you. So I had, before I went union, I was able to actually get to the point where I could actually ask for more money or shoot because people do my work, you know? So I kind of started getting full of myself, and they were kind of like buying into it because I would ask for a couple hundred extra dollars, and I would get it. Not every time, but 75% of the time I would. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with um, what Sheila is saying, and I would like to add on to it's the mentality as well, you know. Um, I just, if I could be frank, of course. <laughs> I find I find that sometimes Go ahead. local actors whine too much. They whine and they complain. And it's, it, it's unfortunate because that energy could be energy putting into getting savvy in the business of acting, upping their craft, finding creative ways to create their own work. You know, a casting director just wants to cast a job. At the end of the day, Kimberly Skirm wants to cast those roles. And, yes, the major, major roles are going to be booked out of a major, major market, but there's a chance that they'll book a major role, a recurring role, out of the local market. It happens. Yeah. But it guess does. what okay. you do? Don't, don't complain and whine. Be ready. Be ready right. for the work. Be ready. Like, the energy that it takes to go, well, oh, my God, I can't believe that this production is coming here and they're only giving us day player and background and da-da-da-da. Shut up. Right. Be ready. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, and, you know, being here in L.A., the market here is Sunday to Sunday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. It is a beast. So you're in Baltimore, D.C., Virginia, you know, whining, but it's like really – you got to get ready. It's like, oh, I want to do a Broadway show. You know what Broadway is? Broadway is eight shows a week. What you should right. be doing right now is being in the gym. Be in the gym 25-8 because Broadway is eight shows a week. Cirque is two shows a day. You get maybe one or two days. It's like, are you really prepared for what you're asking for? Take that energy of complaining and whining and, and all that other stuff and just be ready. Get ready. Train. Surround yourself with like-minded individuals that are about upliftment, and and, yeah. you know, and celebrate and celebrate the fact that there's yet another show coming through town. Exactly, exactly. Dion, right. Dion and I, Dion and I, I mean, it's unfortunate. We do. We literally laugh at the people that are complaining. We don't understand in this amazing day and age how someone can be so unhappy. So it's like if you're not loving acting and the process, and the process is this. It's, it's auditioning, and the process is this. It's auditioning again, and it's making your, your life happen while you're waiting for your acting career to kick up and, and just staying on people's radar and doing all those kind of things. And, and they're complaining, and they're being pains in the ass. And yes. they have yeah. no, and it's annoying. They have, they have, it's they have no idea. Right. right. They have no idea that, and I'm going to say this, they're showing their ass in such a way that no one wants to work with them. Oh, and yep. so baby. So those are the people, the ones that are complaining about how they're not getting called in and they only have this and only that, they're not getting called in. Right. And, if they, the and if they do get called in, 
Yeah, the casting directors know. Because if you're going to be like this online, then you're going to be an embarrassment on set. Absolutely. And and if I were casting, I wouldn't want anything to do with someone who I know would not uphold my choice. I wouldn't do it. Period. Yep, absolutely. If you you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Okay, so we're down to about nine minutes left. So, Dion... uh, quickly talk about a little bit uh, about what's going on over there at Saturday Night Live and uh, talk about some of your projects you got coming up. Uh, SNL, SNL was essentially, I submitted, I, I was reading Brian O'Neill's book, Acting as a Business, and he talked about submitting for various shows and how to do it and what to do, you know, and I did what he said. And when I, once I submitted, after a few years, I started getting called by um, the talent coordinator for under fives and, and background players, and I would just show up and, you know, whatever they needed us to do, I did. And, you know, I never, I never talk about background roles. I don't. Not that I would think there's any value in them. There's absolute value. Any day on set is a good day. Um, but I didn't broadcast that I was in a skit with Jim Carrey or J- uh, Justin Timberlake or whomever. I just showed up, did my work, because, all, because it's a live show, a live tape show. Um, the skit may not make it, and so I wouldn't know until maybe ten, ten thirty that night before the show was right. live. I was in a skit, and it's like at that time, we, what do I send a freaking carrier pigeon with a smoke signal or whatever to tell people, you know? And I know I didn't have dialogue, so to speak. So, but they kept calling, and I kept showing up, and so to to the viewing public, it appears as if though, so, oh, is they the new black girl at SNL? No, I just end up showing up on the show a lot. I end up on the show a lot, you know. Um, and so it's 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 a great show. It's a great cast. I mean, I, I just uh, it's one of those iconic shows. Like I used to watch it with my mom growing up, and watching like Eddie Murphy or Jim Belushi, or you know, just some of the greats on there. And to just be in those hallowed halls, to me, I, I was you know, my goal of course is to host the show. Um, I'd love to be a, a key cast on the show, um, but the work I've done to date, I, I am absolutely happy for. And I actually did a video blog on that um, YouTube channel on how to get on SNL and what to do and how to submit. So um, I'm What's about the to share. What's the what? It's um oh YouTube. Just YouTube. Search my name. My channel name is kind of quirky, so just search Dion Audain on YouTube, and it will come up. It's called Talent Is Your Business. Um, and it's, it's answering questions from working actors about working as actors. Um, so it's Absolutely. a great companion to the book that Sheila and I have put out. Um, and again, just, you know, putting info out there for people. Um, and so as far as upcoming projects, to piggyback on my blog thing, I've been using my iPhone. You know, I bought a light kit. I bought a tripod. And I was using my iPhone to do these, you know, YouTube videos a la... Um, <laughs> Ella Wayne's world, and uh, an, an editor that I worked with on a a film, uh, Terrell Suggs, the, the the football player, has a a production company, and I did a film that went to ABFF, and so one of the editors and video the video guys on there, the camera guys, reached out to me after the most recent one, and he said, Dion, you have a great blog, but you are too good of an actor to have such a low quality production. And so I went to Virginia last week and in his living room with a professional camera and light set, we shot 
all of my video blog, and it will be relaunching it under a new look and feel, you know, so Rich Valin and Monica Mingo, you know, director from the movie, they vol- we all volunteered our time, you know, jerry-rigged the blue screen and reshot all of these videos to, for me to be able to deliver content in a very polished manner to an audience. So that is an example of creating your own work, putting my money where my mouth is, and not sitting around waiting for somebody to put something in my lap. And, oh, yes, I still book other work and I still audition and I still do all that other stuff, but every day I'm thinking of, I'm a producer, I'm thinking of content, you know, you have blog talk radio, you put it out there, you interview people, you create content, you inform an audience. I'm being of service and because I was being of service, someone reached out to me and now I've upped the quality of my production and I'm very excited about it because what? It looks like a host wheel, it looks like I'm on camera yep. all the time. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it is the most amazing right. thing I could have done, the best investment I could have made, going to Adorama, buying two light stands, a softbox, bulbs, uh, a blue backdrop, and it was all about maybe between 250 and $300. Right. Totally worth it because I can self-tape my auditions as well. So that's, my, Absolutely. you know, aside from the book and, like, us launching a YouTube channel around that and book signings and workshops, you know, I continue to um, I'll continue to produce content for my video blog for Talent Is Your Business. You know, I coach actors um, and looking at oh, for producing and writing. So that's what absolutely. I'm up to. Absolutely, absolutely, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and Sheila, what? Sheila. So, uh, talk about also Sheila. Where we can buy the book too? Where can we buy the book? Yes. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay, so lulu.com, it's available on amazon.com, and we can, it is also available on Barnes & Noble. We are yes. actually currently retooling one aspect of it. It's still available, um, but we're, we're actually already looking to add more content. So, um, yes. yeah, yeah. Lulu, Amazon, I'm an Amazon beast, so I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's available in electronic version from Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and then print on demand at Lulu dot com. Um, and so, you know, the feedback we've gotten so far is great. And like Sheila said, um, revamping it. There's already a ton of content that we're going to be upgrading it with. So, it's it's a beasting book. It's literally how we grew our careers and how we grew our resume. Like, that's it. Yeah. All good stuff. And what I really yeah, like to do, let's put it out. Let's put it out there, energy-wise. Okay, Dean, is we really yeah. need to figure out when we can get back to the Mid Atlantic. Oh, you yes, know? there's a tentative. Yes, actually, we go. we're going to be yes. doing. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be doing a talent <laughs> roundtable. Actually, a talent roundtable with women in film and video. So it's either going to be October or December, barring, of course. Sheila or I filming in some crazy location somewhere or being on a project. But that is, uh, we've been working with Betsy Royal on locking down that date uh, for the talent roundtable and coming back and, and speaking. And, you know, any, anything's possible at any time. Um, but that's something I know that, that's definitely a possibility coming up for, for 2014. 2015. 2014. Oh. 2014, oh, 2014, like this year. Before the end of this year. Yeah. Oh, this is for it's happening. It's happening. Build it and I'll they put will put that come. energy out there. 
We'll put yeah, that no, in no, the William, no, listen, 20, 2015 is going to pop off too, my friend. And that's happening as well. Okay. Oh, it's um, already, it's, oh, there's already <laughs> stuff in the pipeline for 2015. So big, right. I, I just... It's bananas. Okay. It's bananas. We'll hold that so. for we'll hold that for the next show. We'll hold okay, that for the next show. Yeah, this has Thank been one of the so best. Much. Yeah, you're welcome. This has been one of the best uh, interviews I've had in a while. It's not only did we have good energy and good stories, but this this is really a textbook kind of show, folks. I mean, this is this is a really good show because it. You, you ladies really put a lot of good acting game out there, and that, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. You're that's welcome. Our, that's, You're welcome. Uh, that's what we, we live by. So, And we've been, we've been friends for a really long time, and we've been in the, the game acting for a while. And, you know, you have to sustain yourself, and it's all about have, being good to yourself and having good energy. So it's all possible. Absolutely. Sure it is. <laughs> sure, <Absolutely>. is. <laughs> sure is. Sure is. Okay, uh, Dion and Sheila, well, I just thank you again for coming on the show, and uh, probably we'll have you back uh, probably sometime early this fall. Okay. Okay. We'd love to be with Dion. Thank you so much for doing this, too. You have a great, great show. Just thank you for all the positive and great energy you put out as well, William. Thank you. Yeah, William. See, this is one of the things that I would, I would include in the book. It's like if you're, if you're, going, to, if you're going to look at a way to, to increase your, your craft, it's like listen to shows like this. You know, actually pick up books. You know, um, start, it, start listening to other people's shortcuts. This is it, and you're providing a bunch of information as well. So, you know, obviously kindred spirits. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's real talk. That's real talk. Okay. Well, I wish you guys a blessed week and a great night. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. You too, William. Have a good night, and thank you. Good night. All right. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. And let me leave you with this quote from old school mathematician Blaise Pascal. All of man's troubles come from not knowing how to sit still alone in a room. Good night. Oh, <laughs>